It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down. Well, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. I'm Darlene Kavist. Licensed nutritionist and certified nutrition specialist. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness, a company specializing in life-changing nutrition education and therapeutic nutrition counseling for chronic health problems. Joining me today as our co-host is Leah Wetzel, who is also a licensed nutritionist and a certified nutrition specialist. So welcome to the show, Leah. Thanks, Dar. It's great to be here on with you today. And I'm opening up the phone lines today because our show is a special show called Ask the Nutritionist. So feel free to call in. So if you have a nutrition question for us today, call 651-641-1071. And I believe we will have the answer. Leah, before we get started, let's explain what does it mean to be a licensed nutritionist and actually how do you become licensed? Yeah, good question. And, I, you know, I do know this really well because I sit on the board for the state um, that licenses dietitians and nutritionists. And first, you give, um, first you, if you give nutrition advice, you need to be a licensed professional in the state of Minnesota. And you need to be licensed as a nutritionist. nutritionist. That's right. Yep. That's right. And typically, health coaches or personal trainers are not also licensed as nutritionists So they should not give out diet advice according to the laws and rules of the Board of Dietetics and Nutrition Practice. And the board was set up in 1996 mainly to protect the public. Exactly. Yeah. So to become licensed as a nutritionist in Minnesota, you must complete a master's degree in nutrition and complete 900 hours of internship, pass a rigorous nutrition exam, and... Yeah, I mean it just it's 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 pretty it's pretty extensive and the whole process it took me about 4 years to complete. So that, that was after your bachelor's degree. That's right. Yes. That's right. So there's a lot of studying, a lot of student loans. Oh yes. Yeah. Dedication to complete every step. You know, Lee and I really take our nutrition practice very seriously. Yeah. We both are attending the American College of Nutrition annual educational conference in October. Very excited about. For, you know, additional education, yeah. more learning. And I really like to hear the most up-to-date nutrition research. That's right. Me too. And that's all that conference is about is yep. research, research, research. It is. It is. And, and then we can kind of bring it back to the radio show and we can bring it back to our practice. That's right. That's right. And certainly this past week, several research studies have caught the attention of the media. In fact, the study from the National Institute of Health compared two weight loss diets, low carbohydrate versus low fat. And before we get into the research about our discussion about this research, I want to give out the studio number again, just in case people didn't get it. It's 651-641-1071. So again, if you have a question or comment, just give us a call. It's 651-641-1071. Great. So. And, and, you know, since the 1950s, doctors, nutritionists, and dietitians were telling us to lose weight, we should cut the fat. So, you know what? The food factory started making low-fat yogurt. Yeah. Low-fat dressing. Yes. 
low-fat ice cream, low-fat cookies, low-fat crackers, low-fat cream. Yes. Can you imagine? <laughs> so low-fat items hit the grocery shelves, and soon they were falling into everyone's grocery cart. That's right. Cart. I think we've all at some point caught into that low-fat mentality. Exactly. And with all the low-fat products on the market, everyone should have gotten slimmer and healthier, right? Yes. But that did not happen. In fact, in the following 50 years, increased risk of uh, increased obesity, heart disease increased, cancer increased. Wow. Everything. Yeah. All the chronic illnesses increased. So we cut the fat and the disease went up. So we have to really ask, what went wrong? Yeah. When mood, food manufacturers took the fat out of the food, suddenly it had no longer good taste. That's I mean, it. it tasted yucky. Yeah. So to give it a, the product's better taste, they added sugar. And often in the form of high fructose, fructose corn syrup. That's right. I, I know how to say that yeah. word. <laughs> Biochemically, we know that when we eat sugar, our pancreas produces excess insulin. And after a time, we become insulin resistant and we gain weight. So... So much for the low-fat experiment. You know, it really failed. It failed most of the population because 80% of the population are Isn't that now remarkable? insulin resistant. 80%. You know, one thing I've noticed teaching here for a while now, um, and always we're updating our research and we you know, update our teacher information, mm -hmm. that uh, um, that number that we, we talk about in class, it just keeps going up. It does. We just recently updated it you know, to more than 80%. And it's quite alarming. That's right. You know, so, so Leah, should we take a call? I think so. All right. We'll talk more about this research yes, in between callers. callers on the line waiting for their questions right. to be answered. Okay. Good. Joanne, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutri Nutrition. Do you have a question about the differences with fats? Yes, I do. Thank you. I would like to just say that I've lost 101 pounds on the Nutritional Weight and Wellness Program. Wow. I yes, I consider myself a Darista. Darista. <laughs> and oh, my daughter, really, 101 pounds? Yes. Congratulations. That's, well, thank you. that's amazing. Thank you. Um, it took me three years, but it's yes. well worth it, and your program does work. Um, my daughter, however, is a paleo person, and her, she and I go round and round regarding fats, and I'm always telling her that she needs additional fats, avocados, olive oils, and she seems to believe that the fat that occurs naturally in eggs or beef or chicken is enough. Could you talk about that? Well, we, well, we differ on that opinion for sure because we believe that people need, most people need anywhere from two teaspoons to a tablespoon of extra fat yeah. that not in the meat, you know, extra fat to stay healthy. So traditionally, I think people have eaten about 42% of their calories that came from good fat. Mm -hmm. And that's, so we believe it should be somewhere around that 40%. And that's what a tablespoon of fat is per meal and snack. So we're really of added fat. Yes. Yep. So we're actually saying, you know, probably six, seven extra good fat tablespoons of, of tablespoons of good fat. Yeah, but every time you eat, whether that's a snack or a meal, that you need that additional fat to keep your blood sugar. And look at what it's done to your health. Yeah. I mean, this is the way you've been eating. That's amazing. And you know what? I think also when you add that extra fat, 
suddenly you become more satisfied, so you're less hungry. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're healthier. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I will try to convey to her that, that, that uh, she needs additional fat. Okay. Well, you know, sometimes these, sometimes these diet plans, like the paleo diet was developed by Dr. Lauren Cordain from his research in Colorado. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a good book. It's good research. But also, he isn't working directly with people. He's a researcher working at a university. And so maybe they have, you know, they have some studies, but they're not working like for 20 years face-to-face with people and knowing how to help them stay on a healthy eating plan. I think that's the difference. Okay, that's good advice. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You You, too. Thank you. Wow, isn't that amazing, Leah? Amazing. 101 pounds. That is great. The weight and wellness way. That's great. Yes. (laughs) Joe, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about dairy sensitivity? Yes. Good morning. morning. Hello. I really like your show a lot. Thank you. Um, I I think I have a dairy sensitivity, and it is my understanding that this could be due to a lack of enzymes needed to digest dairy and that these enzymes can't be regrown. So I was wondering, is it better to eat uh, no dairy at all or to eat a low amount of dairy with your di- orthodigestime pills, which helps some? And I also take your L-glutamine powder and bifidyl powder. Okay. And I was just wondering if there's anything else a person can do to help digest dairy. I'm in my 60s and otherwise pretty healthy. Well, you know, I think one of the things, and Leah, pop in and answer this sure. too with, because you have some dairy sensitivity. Yeah. So, you know, there's a couple of different things to think about with dairy sensitivity. First of all, 70% of the population have a problem digesting, digesting dairy, dairy products. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is pretty common. And then you always say, are you having trouble with the lactose, mm-hmm. the sugar that's in it? Because that tends to give people gas, diarrhea, things like that. Or are you having trouble with the casein, which mm-hmm. is the protein in dairy? Mm-hmm. And so that's more of an inflammatory problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my guess is if it's just a lactose problem, having the bifido and the glutamine and maybe a little acidophilus, mm-hmm. you probably could tolerate um, you know, dairy products. Wouldn't you say, Leah? Yeah, and I think that there's probably a spectrum of, of, you know, there might be some that are fine and some others that are not fine. Um, Right. Yeah. You know, some of the things that have less lactose in it. Yeah. Such as? Such as, Leah? Um, You know, I would be, you're you're more relatively safe with more of the dairy fat. So, like, cream and butter, I think, are are good ones to go to for that. And that's actually, too, a crossover with, which I have, which dairy Dar had mentioned the second type of sensitivity. I have a casein sensitivity, mm-hmm. um, and that's with the protein component of dairy. And um, I, I really do well with butter, um, and um, I do not do well with the, the proteins that are the dairy products that have higher levels of casein, which are like milk, um, cottage cheese, cheese. Um, I can't really tolerate much yogurt either. Um, so, but another person might be able to to- tolerate yogurt. Yep, that's where right. They, where they could not tolerate milk. That's right. Milk seems to be the worst for yeah. all. Okay. So, I don't know. So that's kind of answering that question. And do extra enzymes help with that? Possibly. Yeah. Um, but I think 
I think the bifido and the acidophilus probably would help more yep. than okay. the orthodigest. And but, if and if you do have a problem digesting, I mean, just to kind of not to be a huge staple in the diet and use it, you know, more in moderation. Right, I would say would be best. Yeah, but it doesn't harm your body to try to keep using it once in a while. If it's a lactose sensitivity, but if it's a casein la- uh, sensitivity, yeah. yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Ah. It's more of an inflammatory condition. Yeah. So that's what you have to look at. Okay. You know, do you get inflamed after you have dairy products? Okay. You know, you get more achy like joints. For or... me, it was asthma. Asthma. So I okay. would have an, you know, that would trigger an asthma attack. Okay. So there's lots of different forms of that inflammation. True. Yeah. Great. Good right. question. Thank Thanks you for calling. Thank you very much for calling. Yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. So more callers. Yeah, huh? more callers. Sarah, okay. thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about cysts? Yeah, I'm wondering um, what I can do nutritionally or taking vitamins. I've got what um, are they're like little tiny, I call them fat blobs under or cysts underneath my skin. I've got maybe three on each arm, and they're about a dime size. And I'm just wondering, I, I wonder why I'm getting them and... Um, if there's anything I can do. And I also have really ridgy nails. Okay, ridgy nails. And okay, all right. My guess is, uh, you know, I if you were sitting down with me in a consultation, I would be asking you lots of questions. Okay. So that's... Yeah, there's so, lots to so, dig into there. So, yes. So, you know, these like these little... So these little fat gross or whatever you call under your arms, they, they're not infected in any way. Nope. It's not like a zit. It's just a fat blob. Yeah, it's just a little blob. It doesn't hurt, doesn't bother me. It's just, I'm, you know, I'm yeah. kind of like, why am I getting them? So what I would look at is what would cause that? Possibly, possibly trans fats, eating mm-hmm. trans fats, because those are really difficult to break down. And they, you know, so whenever you look at refined oils like soybean oil or corn oil or margarine, anything that would have a trans fat, in it, like muffins, those kinds of things that might be the cause of it. But I think one of the possibilities of a way to remove them is to take more uh, fatty acids that are activated. And one that is activated for the skin is GLA. Yep, that's great. uh, It's an omega-6 fatty acid called GLA. And I would probably have you taking all three of those a day at least. Okay. And they're typically about 200 milligrams of GLA. Okay. And that, I think, along with some omega-3s, would help to break down that that fatty acid or that fat that's kind of like a glob of fat yeah. that's, you know, yeah. maybe some people might call it a, you know, a tumor, but, you know, just a glob of extra fat that is there. Yeah, and I do take GLA, but I, I've only been taking one a day. And I How, take, you need more you than pro- that. Yeah, you might even need... You know, six a day okay. to get rid of it. Okay. And good for your nails, too. Yeah. So, Leah, do you want to talk anything about rigid nails? Yeah. Can we, after break, we have, oh. we're, we'll be on a break today. Oh, we'll be. Yeah. Oh, okay. I suppose. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. So many people believe nutrition means following a weight loss diet. Actually, let's start thinking about nutrition. So what should I eat to support my bones so I don't break a, uh, so I don't break a hip and fall? Our bones need at least 10 to to 14 ounces of protein daily to support bone density and collagen production. Your bones need beneficial fats to provide a fatty acid mesh for minerals to attach to. 
Your bones need vegetables to supply vitamin K and folic acid. Have a steak salad with olive oil dressing and avocado slices, and you are supporting your bones. It's Ask the Nutritionist today, so give us a call at the studio at 651-641-1071. A lot of times when you bump into someone who's lost weight, you say, hey, how'd you do that? I'm here with Leo. I bet you hear that a lot. You've lost almost 50 pounds. How'd you do that? I went to Nutritional Weight and Wellness and took their Nutrition for Weight Loss program. And what's that about? That's an eating plan that allows you to eat real food and you lose weight. Are you hungry? No, not at all. I eat six times a day, and one of their mottos is stay ahead of hunger, and that's exactly what I do. Now, Leo's a dad of teens, a husband, a full-time worker, busy young man in his 40s, and you say you don't really exercise. No, uh, much to the dismay of my nutritionist, I haven't been able to exercise. But you've still been able to lose weight. Yeah, absolutely. Leo says it's changed his life. Maybe it can do the same for you. It's the Nutrition for Weight Loss program at Nutritional Weight and Wellness. If you want to find out what Nutrition for Weight Loss can do for you, go to weightandwellness.com or place a call 651-699-3438. Welcome back to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you have a bone density problem, you know, maybe you have osteoporosis or osteopenia, let me recommend a wonderful bone-building supplement that's called Pro Bono. You know, we've been using this bone-building supplement with clients for the past five years, and our clients have had amazing results. Yeah, that's right. Especially when they switch from eating processed foods to eating the weight and wellness way. So if you have questions about Pro Bono, call our office, and we'd be happy to answer any of your questions. And our office number is 651-699-3438. And we had the person before was asking us about... Rigid nails. Rigid nails. Yeah, that was her second question. And uh, a couple of things to look at um, is to make sure in the diet that you're getting enough protein, because that could be a sign of just not enough protein in the diet to support nail growth right and unhealthy nails uh what else star well one of the other things if i remember right it's a sign if you've got vertical ridges it's a sign that you possibly could develop arthritis as you get older yep Yep. so you then you if that's the case then you need to look at what you are eating that might be breaking down the cartilage and then which breaks down the bones that's right so and another thing is potential would be um, could be a sign of underfunctioning thyroid or thyroid issues. So to to you know that's another maybe thing to look into. And that also might relate to some of those fat deposits. Mm-hmm. It's all of all these things work together. So that's you right. have to kind of problem solve and figure out what one's going on. That's right. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's right. <laughs> so should we take some more callers? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got lots of callers today. We do. Karen, thanks for holding Calling Dishing Nutrition. You have a question about heartburn? Yes. Um, <clears throat> my mother is 73 years old, and she has a big problem with um, heartburn and acid reflux. Uh-huh. Well. And actually, yesterday um, I went to a doctor appointment with her for it, and they want to do surgery on her. Okay. Well, um, here's some ideas, and I think you, you, ha- you have to look at food first. Yep. You know, so we talked about dairy products before. Probably she can't tolerate dairy products. 
But the other ones that I'd really look at is bread, mm-hmm. muffins, pasta, anything that's got grain in it. You know, gluten grains particularly, mm-hmm. cookies, crackers, all those things. And then, you know, I might look, I, you know, she's probably not eating products with soy because, you know, older people tend not to. So, you know, and real fats like butter, not margarine, because yeah. all those things are hard to digest. The The margarine and those bad fats are hard to digest. So I'm not sure what kind of an eater she is, but, you know, have we just eliminated most of her a diet? <laughs> <laughs> But the other thing that I would say is, you know, we there's a there is a um, probiotic that's called acidophilus, mm-hmm. right? And I we actually have her taking some for a while. Okay, we actually have a powdered acidophilus at our office called Dophilus. And so what I have people do is mix a little bit of that in water, and have them sip on it through the day, drink it all day long. And I think what that's going to do is balance out the acid alkaline mm-hmm. in the system, and she's going to be much better. Well, but, and the other thing is, too, now for several months they've had her on uh, Zantac yeah. and uh-huh. And it might, it, it could like just that. actually be making it a little bit worse. Yeah. So I'd go with the acidophilus route just slowly, you know, all day long. Mm-hmm. Put it in her water all day long, even if it's like, a quarter of a teaspoon in a glass of water, but have her drinking several of those a day. Okay. Um, I think that might be an answer. And see if but, you can wean her off of You know, the other thing is have her come in and see us. because, yes. And you come in with her so that, um, you know, it really helps to get to the really root of the problem for sure. Mm-hmm. So hope that helps. Thanks but for the that's, question. I mean, people, a lot of people have that same problem. Yeah, and we help a lot of people with heartburn. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thanks. So, thank you. Okay. So, Leah. Yes. More. Do more questions. Yeah. Okay. I thought maybe we were through for the day. No, <laughs> we still got half a show left. <laughs> Cheryl, thanks for calling Dishing at Nutrition. You have a question about diabetes medications and losing weight. Yeah, I'm a, a 50 plus year old woman, just divorced in February, and I did gain a lot of weight. It was a two year process. Mm-hmm. And my um, A1C has been high, so they consider it pre-diabetic. Okay. And in May, they said, oh, you should get on medication, which freaked me out enough to finally start looking at my diet. So I cut out any sweets. Good. um, No fast food in my diet. Great. But my issue is I work full-time and I go to school full-time. Okay. I cannot wrap my head around how much protein, how much, you know, any of that, how to work that into my diet, it's almost for me because I didn't grow up learning that, like a full-time job that in itself. Well, let me... And I'm t- wondering if you had any resources where I could... You know what? I would really recommend that you come and take our Nutrition, nutrition for, for Weight, weight loss. loss class. Yes. Because it meets one hour every week for 12 weeks, and you will learn all that. You know, you or come in and meet with one of the nutritionists because... Of the fact that you work full time and you go to school, you need more food spread out through the day, and you need it balanced so that you can bring your A1C down mm-hmm. and and eliminate this pre-diabetic condition. And you can do that. 
I and, mean, you know, I just have to say kudos to my mom's 86 and my aunt's 92, and they don't take one medication yeah, between them. great. And they run all over town, and I guess the word medication kind of freaks me out enough. I did lose 20 pounds since May. Good. That's great. But That's great. I think it's mostly the fast food and the sugar yeah. that I took out. Yeah. Yep. But so would you consider, I don't know what part of town you live in, but would I you? I live out by Woodbury. Okay. Well, you know, we have classes in um, in St. Paul. I mean, we, you know, we have them in Mendota Heights. Yep. We have them in North Oaks. So any of those locations would be convenient for you. And okay. I think more people need more education. Yeah. You know? And I'll be teaching yeah, Monday nights in Mendota. So okay, Leah's going to be teaching yes. Monday nights in Mendota. Oh, can you give me the number to call? Yeah, just call our main office at um, 651-699-3438, and any, you just direct, you know, anybody can get you signed up for that. Okay, thank you. Great, thank Great. you. Yep, thank you. It's break time again, Dar. Oh, okay, all right. You are listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. Again, many people believe nutrition means weight loss diet. Actually, it is time to think about how foods affect your energy. Amazing, we have a class called Foods for Great Energy. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. It's a great class. And next Wednesday, Dar will be teaching this class at the River Center for a group of older adults from the YMCA. Did you realize that the lack of water is the number one cause of daytime fatigue? It's in our class. I know it. I know it. Or more than two cups of coffee a day will deplete your long-term energy? That's another piece of it's in our one of our classes. I know it. I know it. This is just some of the nutrition information that we teach in our weight and wellness series, and we will be right back. Well, welcome back to to dishing up nutrition. You know, this past couple of weeks, we lost two amazing ladies. First, Joan Rivers at the age of eighty-one. You know, she's an amazing, talented lady who worked against all types of hardships to achieve an outstanding yeah, career. Right. And she blazed the way for other women comedians to show off their talents. Mm-hmm. We also lost Dr. Mary Innig at the age of 83. If you've taken our weight and wellness classes, you know that she is one of our nutrition heroes. She really is. Dr. Innig was a researcher and an author. She wrote Know Your Fats and Oils, and that's a rather technical book about fats and oils. She also wrote Nourishing Traditions with her friend and co-author, Sally Fallon. So why was Dr. Innig such a hero to us? Well, really, she she was the first person to tell the world about the dangers of trans fats and refined oils. And she also went up against many hardships in her career because she held firm to her research results, even after all of her research fundings were taken away from her. Dr. Inig showed us how trans fats increase LDL cholesterol. Trans fats interfere with our with how our cells communicate, and that trans fats have been linked to heart disease, cancers, and many chronic diseases. You know, the other things that Dr. Mary Inig showed is her research showed that saturated fat in butter and coconut oil is healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, I really could go on and on and on about how important. Her research has been to us and to the field of nutrition. And I had the pleasure of having dinner with her 19 years ago at the American College of Nutrition annual conference. That's great. And she is such a nice lady. And she was just just having a conversation with people. Yeah. You know, she told us over dinner that we needed healthy fats to make good bone density. Mm-hmm. 
fats, and you mentioned this earlier in the show, Leah, fats make the bone mesh that the calcium and other minerals attach to. That's right. So if you go on a low-fat, no-fat diet, you can see why you might have osteoporosis or osteopenia. Yep. So she is a wonderful woman. Be Just full be of knowledge. Yeah. And really, we'll miss her a lot. Yep. So yep. Great. great lady. Yeah, that's right. So back to our callers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about calcium with magnesium? All right. Yeah, um... I do take magnesium at night to help sleep, and it's very beneficial for me. But I've seen some um, articles that say that if you're taking magnesium, you should take calcium at the same time. So I was wondering about your thoughts on that. Well, I think what what they're really trying to say, if you um, take calcium, you need to take magnesium in order for the calcium to get absorbed. But it isn't the reverse. You don't need to take calcium when you take magnesium because, you know what, some people... They become really constipated when they take it's calcium. It's hard to digest calcium. Yeah. Yeah. But again, you know, we also believe that if you don't have those issues, it probably is really helpful to take some calcium, you know, not too much, but some calcium mm-hmm. with your magnesium um, and take a take a kind that gets absorbed. Yeah. You know, calcium citrate or even better quality than that, but never take calcium carbonate. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. Long answer oh, for, you. for yeah, a thanks, short question. Thank you very much. <laughs> thank you for the question. So, All right, Pat, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about digesting fats. Yeah, um, I was told that, um, that I'm, having, um, I'm having a workup right now because I am not digesting my fats properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of started having like diarrhea and then kind of floating stools, things like that. Um, so are you only eating healthy fats like, you know, olive oil, butter, coconut, coconut oil. oil, things like that? Um, well, now I'm, I kind of reduce the amount. I don't know. I'm kind of going back and forth a little bit, but that would be like the number one thing, correct? Yes. To because the you, healthy you, ones only. You know, one of the things that I have found that people that have trouble digesting fats are having trouble digesting trans fats mm-hmm. or refined oils. So they can't digest soybean oil or corn oil or, you know, these vegetable oils mm-hmm. that are not like olive oil. But um, but when they switch and they are di- then they're using, you know, olive oil or coconut oil, coconut oil probably is one of the easiest oils, wouldn't you say, Leah, to That's digest? Right. Yeah, coconut oil, coconut milk, that type of fat is, uh, doesn't take a lot from the liver or gallbladder to uh, digest and absorb it. So for people that you know, don't end up not having gallbladders, I'm really have a hard time with fats. That's one of the best, I would say. So one of the things that I would recommend is, you know, start with a teaspoon mm-hmm. of any of these good fats per meal and snack. Okay. And I think you'll probably be fine with that. Okay. My guess is you probably can go up to two teaspoons without any issues. All right. Just so, see how that goes. They yep. had taken me off magnesium, too. Um, so I've been kind of off, totally off magnesium um, because I was having, you know, problems with diarrhea. So they say, oh, I'll get off the magnesium. Well, again. Or maybe I should try 
just really making sure I'm getting just the good healthy fats. Yes. yes. And starting with the smaller amounts. Yes. And then if that's going good, maybe I could start incorporating the magnesium back in a little bit. And always do magnesium glycinate because it does it should not give you yeah, any it's diarrhea. It's really absorbable. Where magnesium oxide or even magnesium citrate will possibly give you diarrhea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good. Right. Thanks for your question. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> One more before break. Okay. <laughs> Renee, thanks for calling Dishim Nutrition. You have a question about whey and menopause. Is that correct? Yes, I do, but they're not related. Oh, okay. <laughs> Good. We, um, we couldn't connect those. I was those. like, I'm not sure what that means. A, uh, gluten possibly sensitivity and also a dairy sensitivity. Yeah. She's been tested for allergies, but it just looks like a sensitivity at this point. I make homemade yogurt organic. She really likes it. There's whey liquid afterwards. Is it possible that... I mean, is this okay for her? I guess is what I'm wondering mostly. Leah, um, I'm going to let you answer that one because you are the yeah, more you that, have more food sensitivities. Yeah, so that it varies. Um, some people that have a dairy sensitivity can tolerate whey just fine. If you know, especially oh, good, okay, because she loves it, and yeah. I, I just hesitate to give it to her because yeah. I'm worried about her. Yeah, and it, then also um, I have been a student of yours and had consults as well, but I'm still a little confused on something relating to menopause, mm-hmm. which is that. Um, we need more progesterone as our bodies change right? and to alleviate hopefully some of the hot flashes, that sort of thing. However, my question is, all my girlfriends who are on the HRTs and are getting more estrogen seem to not be having the hot flashes that I continue to have. Okay. And I don't understand that connection. Okay. Well, this, it's a positive. Okay. Most people actually have, most women and even most a lot of men, men we actually have excess amounts of estrogen in our bodies because we are getting a lot of environmental estrogens. Mm -hmm. So then when you take extra estrogens, you're putting, we believe, you know, that's our belief is, and and a lot of people believe the same thing, is then you are putting your body at risk for developing possibly, you know, breast cancer or ovarian Mm -hmm. cancer or even colon cancer when you have excess amounts of Mm -hmm estrogens in your system so to me that does not make any sense but we know that when you are no longer ovulating you are no longer making progesterone yeah and so your progesterone level goes way down and so to balance out some of that estrogen we do recommend using a little bit of progesterone cream not too much again about the same amount that your body would normally be making which is around 20 milligrams a day so you know, I think there's some other things. If you're still having hot flashes, uh, you know, are you having them, you know, more than once or twice a day? Yes, uh, a lot. Okay. You know what? I would say come back yeah. in and see us because we can we can help you get rid of those. We just need to go to the next step. And sometimes, you know, we always start conservatively. Yep. And then we try to work up to what's going to control that hot flash. That's right. And a follow-up to the way, uh, I just wanted to, to, to clarify that, um, yeah, some people that have dairy sensitivities do tolerate whey just fine, and some people don't. So the, really the, the telltale thing is if she incorporates the whey and um, she's not having any symptoms that were associated with that dairy sensitivity, then that typically is fine. But if she still is having issues, um, yes. then I would pull it out completely. Yeah. So, okay. Well, think- I don't think she is, but it's... 
Yeah. It's been kind of a trial and error situation. Yeah. Yep, and, and some people are fine, like yep. I said, with way. So did we help you with that menopause question? Yes, thank you. Okay. Yeah. Great, right. thanks. <laughs> Guess right. what, Dar? Break, what? Break oh. time. Oh, okay. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. This week and next week, Nutrition, Nutritional Weight and Wellness has many class series starting. If you want to lose weight, have weekly support and education for the next three months, sign up for the Nutrition for Weight Loss. You will meet with your nutrition educator and a small group of like-minded people to help you change your eating habits so you can lose weight and feel much better. We have also included with that a two-hour individual appointment with one of our nutritionists or dietitians to develop a personalized plan for you. Stay tuned because after break, Dar will describe one of the other series called the Weight and Wellness Series. When my family starts with, what's for dinner, what's for dinner, sometimes I feel the answer is a plate of desperation with a big side of stress. With no plan, it's too easy to hit the drive-thru or the deli for a meal that's overpriced and overprocessed. But now there's an answer to the daily dining dilemma, the Weight and Wellness Way Cookbook and Nutrition Guide. Because it's a cookbook, it's got recipes sure to become family favorites. Because it's a nutrition guide, it explains how to eat for good health. You'll feel good, too, eating real food that tastes delicious. The nutrition educators at Nutritional Weight and Wellness have helped thousands of people use nutrition science to feel their best. And now you can find their wisdom summed up in one book. Then the next time they start with, what's to eat? You can say wild rice meatballs or easy almond chicken or an egg bake for brunch. Real food and real nutrition will make it real easy with the Weight and Wellness Cookbook and Nutrition Guide. Get your copy for $24.95 at any Nutritional Weight and Wellness location or online at weightandwellness.com. Well, welcome back to Up Nutrition. You know, before break, as Leah mentioned, two different nutrition series are starting this month. So we have the Nutrition for Weight Loss series, and that starts this coming week. It's uh, September 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th. Yep. And it meets for 12 weeks. It's one hour a week. And, you know, people love the, that class. Mm-hmm. Then we also have the Weight and Wellness series starts the week of September 29th through October 4th. This is a series that has six weeks, and it meets for two hours each night. And nurses can earn 14.4 continuing education credits, and the Weight and Wellness Series is offered at all of our locations. We are also offering the Weight and Wellness Series the weekend of September 26th, 27th, and 28th, and that's going to be at our Maple Grove location. I love that series, the weekend series. Yes. People love that. Yep. It's the same great materials with several different teachers all in one weekend. And lots of times friends take the weekend series together or husband and wife. And, you know, they make it a special weekend. People travel from all over, too, to yes, come to that. Every time I teach that, we always say, oh, where are you from? And it's always at least a couple people there traveling. From, you know, they call, the Chicago, yeah. San Francisco, Las Vegas. Yeah. I mean... You know, the East Coast, yes. Mm-hmm. Great. Yes. We, we we love it. That is, yep. All right, more questions. Okay. Very good. I hope we have more answers, Leah. That's right. <laughs> Therese, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about canker sores? Good morning. Um, yes. Um, I went back to work from being off in the summer, and this first four weeks are just like excruciatingly 
you know, stressful. Yeah. My gums are sore from crunching my teeth, and I have canker sore, you know, and I keep biting on it. And I'm wondering what can I do to get rid of the canker sore? Well, I always look at canker sores as an indication that your immune system mm-hmm. is not functioning really well. That's what I've always noticed that they pop up when you're down in, in the immune system. And so, you know, I guess, you know, are taking sugar out of your diet mm-hmm. and taking the bread and pasta, the things that turn into sugar, really helps a lot. Sometimes it's a food sensitivity. Yeah. It you know, it can be sensitivities to eggs. I mean, that's one of the things mm-hmm. that I've noticed is that people get canker sores if they're sensitive to eggs. Uh, Leah, have you noticed any other, like, you know? Yeah. Go ahead. Well, walnuts sometimes. I walnuts, yes. People oh, yeah. that have sensitivities to walnuts can do that. And I think it makes sense, too. It sounds like you're under a lot of stress right now with this transition <laughs> back to school, and that's really a hindrance on your immune system and so just to really be careful with your diet and supporting your i mean the the digestive system because that's where most of your immune system is built so yeah. i often put people on bifido and glutamine uh, if they're really struggling with canker sores and dig into food sensitivities yep, to support that immune system you know and maybe a little bit of zinc at night helps yes. because that also helps to bring up the immune system mm-hmm. but i agree uh, laura uh, you said zinc at night zinc yep. at night but I agree, Leah, uh, bifido, bifido balance during the day, yep. before meals, at least do that and zinc. And then, if possible, add some glutamine yep. with your bifido, like one before every meal. That's right. So that should oh. help to balance out that mm-hmm. and get more sleep. Yes. You need it. You need that repair time. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know if that's in, in my my plan there. <laughs> Do the best you, know, you can. We, you know, too much running around nowadays. Like, that's, yeah, I try. That's yep. right. Try. Good. Great. Thank you. All yeah. right. Thank you. And I think Bye. we have time for one more question. All right. We'll try one more. Carol, thanks for calling Dishing Up Nutrition. You have a question about cholesterol? Yes. Um, I've been eating the Weight and Wellness Way for a couple of years, mm-hmm. and I'm I would call an athlete. I'm very, very active. I do triathlons, marathons, etc. And I have high cholesterol. Mm-hmm. At I've been doing gluten-free for at least a year. And at that time, with my doctor's knowledge and with him uh, giving input to it, we took me off of Simvastatin to see how the gluten-free was kind of affecting everything. Sure. And so now I'm kind of confused on, like, total cholesterol and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. My good cholesterol is very high. Okay, That's your good. HDL is high, which is great. Yep. yep. And you then um, my triglycerides are, like, 119. Okay. My total cholesterol went up naturally. Yeah. of the simvastatin, But it's, like, 307. Okay. My what? LDL is 187. Okay. My HDL is 96. Okay. My doctor's not concerned about, you know, going back on the simvastatin. Good. What do you think? I mean, ratio-wise, it gets kind of confusing. Well, uh, my, uh, my thought was um, you might be able to reduce your triglycerides just a little yeah. bit more. Uh, maybe you're eating a little bit too much fruit. I don't know. But I would tie it, I think that's, if you have a risk factor, it might be the triglycerides. And I know that there's a lot of people that have triglycerides that are 300, and they're really at risk. Yes. 
but even if you could bring it down to about 75, it would be a little bit better. So I would look at, I mean, sometimes people start eating a lot of gluten-free bread. And I'm not doing any of that. Okay. I don't eat a lot of fruit. I eat a ton of vegetables. It is okay. genetic in my family. Okay. okay. Well, then the other thing is to look at something like, you know, your LDL is just a little bit high. And I would say look at something like um, a product that we have that's called cardiooxin. And that can help. And that helps your liver um, not produce so much LDL. So that's an idea for you. Drop all its petals on me. Life, I love you. All is groovy. Thanks for listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. The content and opinions expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.